If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Thursday, and I'm going to get to a ton of of emails tonight because, well, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. I, I, I forgot to tell you. I forgot to tell you I'm not going to be here tomorrow. We have this big event here in Houston. Clay and Buck is here. Management's here. We have some big event. I have to go have people cheer for me. I'm a very important person. So we have an, we have an event tomorrow, so I won't be here. So I'll get to a bunch of your emails today to make up for that. We are going to talk about Yet another disgusting attack in New York City by a felon, a multi-time felon, and why this applies to everybody. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to the January 6th stuff, the ridiculousness, the lies. We're going to talk about where I see the world's economy going tonight, all that and much, much more on The Jesse Kelly Show. But first, you ever heard of the story... About David and Goliath. Maybe you've heard of the story. Chris, even you people believe in that. It's Old Testament, right? David and Goliath. You don't exactly have to be a uh, card-carrying Christian or something to, be- to have heard of the story of David and Goliath. And people love that story. But people miss a critical part of the story. A critical part. And I do think it's, it's important to bring this up because we're about to talk about Ukraine and Russia. Here's how the story goes, just the high points. Goliath, nine-foot-tall giant, bunch of armor on, big old sword the size of your leg. He's out there talking mess to the Israeli army every single day. They're all scared to death, shaking in their boots. Along comes some teenager, admittedly a scrappy teenager, but teenager, he's had enough of this, and he's going to go do something about it. Grabs some rocks, gets his little sling going, goes down there and tells Goliath where he can shove it. Goliath decides, let's get it on. David fires a rock at him. Boom. Goliath falls dead. David cuts his head off. Woohoo! Everyone loves it. And everyone loves that story. Doesn't matter who you are. Christian, Catholic, Muslim, atheist. Everyone knows the story of David and Goliath. Everyone loves the story. Why do we love the story of David and Goliath? Well, we all feel small from time to time. We all do. When you look at the world around you, it's easy to feel like you're a speck in it. It's easy to feel that way. Always these big events going on and big things. And look at this guy with more money than you. And he's got a private plane. And look at her. She's got a perfect husband. How happy she is. And world leaders and world events and government. It's easy to feel small. It's easy to feel like you're being overrun by things more powerful than you. And David and Goliath is one of those inspirational stories 
that make you feel like you've got a chance. But that's where people get the story wrong so often. You see, David and Goliath is not a story about some scrappy teenager taking down Goliath. It's a story about how this freaking guy had no chance at all until the maker of heaven and earth came on his side to help him take out Goliath. You see, what I'm trying to say is it is time to have a grown-up conversation about Ukraine and Russia. It is time to have a conversation that is going to be hard to hear, but I'm so tired of nothing but pie-in-the-sky stuff being sold to people, stuff that sounds good and feels good and makes you feel good. I hate it. It drives me crazy. I want to live in a world where people will tell me the truth, the hard truth sometimes, but the truth. I want to know what's really happening. How's it really going to end? What's going to happen? And you can't get any of that anymore. You know how David and Goliath ends without God? Goliath is using David's femur to pick food out of his teeth. That's how that story ends. David doesn't beat Goliath. Not without God's help. How'd the story of the 300 Spartans go? These 300 Spartans taking on a million Persians. There weren't a million Persians, but you know the story. A million Persians. Yeah, they lasted about two days and they all died. It was a great story. You love it. I love it. Lock Shields 300. We've all seen the movie. Yeah, they all died. The Alamo. We're not leaving Santa Ana. This is Texas here. Yeah, they all died. Every single one of them got shot in the face or bayoneted. It's an inspirational story. It's wonderful. They're still heroes. But they all died in the end. We don't talk about enough reality. We spend so much time with Disney movies and feel-good stories that we don't talk enough about reality. So let's have a conversation because I see so many people, friends and family of mine, they're getting way caught up in this Ukraine thing and they're being fed lies, constantly being fed lies. Here's the reality of it. Russia. Russia is not America militarily, not by a long shot. Their economy, it's a little less than the size of Texas. Did you know that? Russia's economy, Russia's GDP is a little less than the state of Texas. But Russia is a big boy superpower, a lot of resources. They spend a lot of the money they have on their military. Russia's a big boy country. Ukraine, let's talk about Ukraine. Yes, I understand about all the corruption problems in Ukraine and whatnot, and all that stuff's fair. Look, all those Eastern Bloc countries, things just operate a little differently over there anyway, so I get all that. But Ukraine has put up an inspirational, scrappy fight that has you cheering for them. And look, even cold-hearted jerk Jesse is cheering for them. I'm cheering too, man. When I see him on that we're not leaving, we got Molotov cocktails. I'm cheering. I'm right there with you. I'm cheering. I'm not saying you're wrong. And yes, it's true. Russia's military got bogged down, and this is taking longer than it should. But the truth is this. There is no possible way the Ukrainian military can withstand the Russian military. They can't do it without help. 
and nobody's coming to help. Oh, I understand we're sending Stinger missiles and we're sending machine guns and we're sending this and there's undoubtedly some secret stuff getting sent there. But, okay, you shipped me a truck of Stinger missiles. That's not bad. It's going to help. It's not going to defeat the Russian military. It's not. This story ends with Russia taking over Ukraine and installing a puppet government. It does. Yes, Russia got slowed down. But as we speak, I'm looking at it right now. As I told you, I'm always going to give you live updates. As we speak, not only have they taken a major city, they're on the cusp of taking another one. And they're starting to ramp up the munitions they're using. What does that mean, ramp up? Well, Putin tried to do the whole surgical strike thing. We'll take out an airport here, a little TV tower there. These Ukrainians, God bless them, are made of some tough stuff. And they said, well, we're not giving up. Okay, remember, Vladimir Putin is a psychopathic dictator, but he's from Russia. Do you know anything about Russia's history when it comes to their leaders and politics? Vladimir Putin is going to end up with a bullet in the back of his head if he doesn't succeed. He does not have an option to say, whoops, my bad. This did not work. You know what? I'm going to go home and drink some vodka. That doesn't, that doesn't work that way. He must win. So he will level as much of Ukraine as he has to level until he wins. And that sucks to hear. But I've got, I got more that actually sucks to hear. You ready for this? I know Russia right now is persona non grata in the world. Everybody and their brother has something Russian they're banning out there. I think, what is it, FIFA banned the Russian soccer players. They're seizing oligarch yachts. There are rumors of Russians in America getting yelled at by people, which is very odd. But I realize Russia's on the outs right now. Not only is Russia going to take over Ukraine and install some loyal to Putin, really corrupt, crappy government, Russia Russia is going to end up being okay in the end, too. Why? Well, you ever know anybody in the business world who was a jerk, maybe a bad employee, but he was super talented, got the job done? Maybe he's in sales. Shows up drunk half the time, flirts with the boss's wife, cheats on his taxes. But he's number one in sales every month. Does that guy have a hard time finding a job? That guy's always going to have a job. How's that apply to Russia? I will explain what I mean in a lot of detail here in just a second. First, let's talk about hero defense. Hero guns. I love your emails about how much you love your hero guns. And what I love the most about them is this. The ones where you say, I sent one to my daughter. I sleep better at night. She sleeps better at night. Listen, I want you to understand, you don't have to be a weapon person. Now, if you are, that's fine. I'm a weapon person, but I still have more than one hero gun. I think it's a great supplement for all my self-defense. If you're not a weapon person at all, though, that's fine. It shoots a non-lethal pepper ball, 100 miles per hour. It explodes on contact, creating a brutal impact and the pepper cloud. It'll bring you to your knees. And anyone can use it. It has a laser sight. Anyone can use it. Get one for yourself. Get one for your spouse. Does not require a concealed carry permit. 
go to Hero2020.com, use the code JESSE, and you get a special discount. Hero2020.com, code JESSE. State restrictions may apply. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. Oh my gosh, Chris, this is awful. What is this song? I understand it's Phil Collins. You know I'm a Phil Collins man. Don't ever play this song. Make sure that isn't on our Spotify listing. Don't ever play this again. That's terrible. That was just terrible. You know You know what? All I can do is laugh about it. <laughs> that, Chris, that's funny. It's funny. <laughs> All right. Back to what we were talking about. Happy endings. Happy endings. They're for Disney movies. And Kamala Harris job interviews. Happy endings don't always happen in real life. I'm talking about the Russia-Ukraine thing. I'm trying to prepare you for what's coming. And I'll tell you something else. Chris brought this up during the break. Do you remember Al-Assad, head of Syria? No, I don't expect you to care a lot about Syria at all. But you do remember him, right? Syrian politician. He's, he's, he's the guy who was gassing his own people. I mean, flat-out war crimes, right? Flat-out war, war crimes. Okay? All right. Where is he now? Anyone? Anyone? Is he rotting in a prison somewhere? Was he put on public trial once he was done gassing his own people? Oh, no, he's doing fine, living a life of luxury. Of course he is. People have these things that they want in life, and I have them too. And so we try to imagine they're true. And one of the things we imagine or want to believe is true is that we live in some kind of just world where there's some kind of justice. Right? And I'll tell you what, like the Nuremberg trials... They led people to believe that stuff, too. We put, we put those Nazis on trial. We hung a lot of them. They'll never do that again. <clears throat> yeah, we hung a lot of them. They'll never do that again, for sure. We also didn't do that to a lot of war criminals. Do you have any idea how many Japanese higher-ups should have hung for what they did to our troops and other people in World War II? A lot. A lot. Justice doesn't always come. Russia is going to win, and once they win, they're going to be just fine. Why? Because just like that talented guy in the office who drinks too much and shows up too late, but he's number one in sales, he has something people want and not everyone has. Russia is loaded with energy. Loaded with it. We get 10% of our energy from them. As long as we're buying Russian oil, though, aren't we financing the war? Well, Jackie, again, uh, it's only about 10% of what we're importing. Uh, I've not made any announcement about any decision on that front, but our objective here and our focus is making sure that any step we take maximizes the impact on President Putin and minimizes it on the American people. We can't even cut them off from, from us. And let's again, we're having a we're having a harsh reality talk tonight. A very harsh reality talk. Look, don't worry, there's more coming. I have this guy who keeps smearing poop on people in New York, and I'm gonna have a harsh reality talk about you too in the city. But beyond that, let's have another harsh reality talk. We can't ban oil from Russia. We don't have 
the oil-producing capabilities here thanks to Democrats in this country. Oh, don't get me wrong. We have all the oil we need. We could be totally energy independent, which would give us the authority to snap our fingers and cut Russia off from oil tomorrow. But because we have a government in a society full of climate change, anti-human psychopaths, we now don't have the ability to just stop cutting off oil. And maybe you're one of these people who's pulling hard for Ukraine and you're yelling at the TV and you got tears coming down your face and you're saying to yourself, yes, I agree with Nancy Pelosi. Let's ban the oil. There's been a push by some Democrats to ban the import of Russian oil. And mm-hmm. I believe that Senators Manchin and Murkowski are going to uh, put forth a bill on that today. Where do you stand? I'm, against, I'm all for that. Ban it. Ban the oil. Ban the oil come from Russia. Yep. Grandma Vodka is all on board. She's all on board. Let's stop that oil coming from Russia. It's got to stop. Okay. That's one of those things. Again, we're, we're going to have a hard dose of reality the whole show tonight because I feel like everybody everybody needs daddy to slap them awake again. So let's do this here. You want to stop Russian oil from coming in. Very noble. Noble. I, I get that your heart's in the right place. Are you prepared to pay more for every single thing in your life while inflation's already going up? Remember, everything in your life comes to you on a truck. If you raise gas prices... Everything gets more expensive in your life. And okay, let's say let's say right now you're saying, yes, Jesse, I will pay more to punish these Russians. All right, again, fair, noble. Are you living paycheck to paycheck? Because it's not just you, remember. Now, I don't know what your current situation is. I've lived lots of my life paycheck to paycheck. If my paycheck uh, gets lost in the mail... I'm in serious, serious trouble. I had a time in my life I went without eating for a couple days. That's how normal people live. A lot of people live that way. Okay, you can't just point to all these people and say, pay more for gas, peasants. It doesn't work that way. I wish we were energy independent enough to do that, but it doesn't work that way. And... Another thing, and this really sucks, and again, I know this sucks. I'm just giving you a hard dose of reality tonight. Even if we did, let's say we, let's say we stepped up tomorrow and we cut Russia off. No more oil. We're done. Do you think, you think Russia isn't going to find a buyer for their oil? Because remember, remember, just because you got yourself whipped up in a frenzy on social media and you have a Ukrainian flag in your bio, and I, 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 I understand that. I, I get it. That doesn't mean Russia is cut off from the world. No, 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 no. Russia's cut off from America. Russia's cut off from Europe. China hadn't cut Russia off. Not at all. China hasn't uttered a single word condemning any of this. You think India's not going to do business with Russia? There's already indication out there that Israel willing to do business with Russia. In case you didn't know, Israel and Russia have quite a history of being tied together. That's one. Two, the Biden administration has given Israel the middle finger since the day they walked into the office. You think they're going to support Biden all of a sudden and just start sticking it to Russia? Everything doesn't come with a happy ending. Everything isn't a Disney movie or a job interview with Kamala. Sometimes things don't end well. All right? All right, that's enough of that. You know what? We're changing the subject. I'm going to get to some emails, and we're going to talk about Poop Smear Guy in New York, Chris. 
I'll, I'll keep it clean. It won't be too gross. I swear. Kind of. Frightened of this thing that I've become. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You can also download the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Apparently, everyone... <laughs> I, got, I got really upset at the beginning of last night's show. I, I don't like getting upset. You know I don't like doing that. I don't like yelling, scream, radio. I'd much rather... Look, I'd much rather live the Frito Bandito life. No, I'm not doing it right now, Chris. I'm not doing it right. I'd, I'd rather live that life, but sometimes my blood pressure gets a little high and the wife gets worried, but I get a little upset. I got mad last night about all this lay down your swords, let's have peace kind of thing over all the COVID stuff, and I will, I will not abide by it. And I ended up yelling a little bit, and apparently everyone loved it, so maybe I should just yell more, Chris. I'll just start screaming into the microphone. In case you missed it, no, I'm not going to do that. In case you missed it, though, here's just a couple-minute snippet from last night, and then I'll get back to more of this Russia stuff. Yeah. Let's stop sending each, seeing each other as enemies and start seeing each other for who we are. No. I'm starting to hear this a lot now from media people. I'm hearing it from Joe Biden. I'm hearing it from Democrats. I'm hearing it from jellyfish Republicans. I'm hearing this a lot now. Let's set this down. Let's lay down our swords. Let's come together. Let's heal the divisions. We don't have to be partisan. We don't have to point fingers. We don't have to make enemies. Screw you. I remember two years of pandemics all my fault. I remember two years of children in this country, some of them still having to walk around with some stupid piece of cloth over their faces, can't talk to their friends, can't understand their teachers. I remember two years of people sending me videos and pictures of kids sobbing over their laptops at home while politicians who were putting these things into place were out partying up with their friends. Woohoo! Party time, baby! Hey, kids, sorry, gotta go home. Social distancing. I remember Joe Rogan, he puts out a little video. I got COVID, I was sick, I took ivermectin, I got better. And you know what I remember? I remember the system, including the FDA, making fun of him for it and telling everyone in this country not to maybe experiment with a successful treatment for a deadly disease. I remember everyone claiming it was horse dewormer. I remember all of you scumbags taking away life-saving treatments like Regeneron after you took it. You got coronavirus and took it. And then you took it away from innocent people. Don't you ever try to tell me we're not enemies. Don't you ever try to tell me to heal some divide, bridge the divide. Let's make peace up 
yours. We are enemies. I want the divide. I want the divide longer and wider than it's ever been before. I want to be as separated as far from you pieces of trash as the East is from the West. I don't want to reside in the same state as you, the same country as you. I don't want you on the same planet as me. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. Roll that up and shove it where you know where. I'll be honest with you, Chris. The wife thought pieces of trash was too far. She told me this morning she did not. She did not like that. She thought that was too far. I got caught up in the moment. Look, it's lucky it was trash. It's a family show. Remember, it's a family show. I was upset, Chris. Don't you love when people use that as an excuse for doing something dumb? Oh, sorry, I was mad. Oh, never mind. I didn't realize you were mad. <laughs> All right, back to what we were talking about. Look, I wish America was in a place where we could say, "Hey, no more oil from Russia." We're not. We have not just an entire government. We have a media. We have I mean, every part of the system, education system, entertainment, all of them having bought into this absurd climate change lie. And when you have that ingrained in your society, it's simply going to leave you handicapped when you need them. This is this is this is the energy secretary, the energy secretary. But the bottom line is that this president and this administration are looking at every single tool to shield American families from the impact of rising energy prices. And we're working through. I don't know what that loud thing was at the end there, Chris. Was she at a death metal concert? No, you don't need to fix it. I think that was sweet. That actually added something to it. Chris, we're playing it again. That was awesome. It sounded like she was at a Slipknot concert and all of a sudden they interrupted. But the bottom line is that this president and this administration are looking at every single tool to shield American families from the impact of rising energy prices. And we're working through. <laughs> that was kind of awesome. Chris, can we get, what do you mean? That's no, that's not a problem. Can we keep it in there? Whatever. She goes on to say. That, hey, we don't, we don't want to be on oil. We're working to transition off of oil. Well, oil is what the country runs on. Oil is what the world runs on. It's what everything is made of. They're actively trying to make us poorer. And since we're not getting our own, we have to rely on other people's. That sucks, but that's where we are. Again, like I said at the beginning of the show, everything doesn't have a happy ending. David versus Goliath turns out differently without God. Goliath kills him pretty easily. That's, that's the reality of life, man. That's the reality of life. And I see, and I, I'm, I'm not going to, I decided I wanted to do this. I'm going to get to the New York poop smear guy here in a second. But I, I want people to also understand, and I want you to understand, I'm not a military expert or military strategist. It was just a dumb grunt that did four years in the Marines. That's all. But... I do understand a little bit about a little bit. And people get confused when it comes to what militaries can and can't do. You see people out there right now pulling hard for Ukraine and they're looking at this long convoy of Russian armor that got stuck and bogged down and run out of fuel. And they're saying, what? Why don't we go take them out? Okay, maybe you've said that. Take them out with what? Well, uh, some jets. Let's fly jets in there. All right. Whose jets? You want to fly NATO jets? Because if you fly NATO jets in there, that's an act of war and Vladimir Putin's going to nuke somebody. You ready to have Paris get nuked? Because that's what's going to happen. You start flying NATO jets in there. Okay, well, not, not NATO jets then. Uh, 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 Ukrainian jets. 
okay, where are the Ukrainian jets? Where are they taking off from? And what is the Russian anti-air capability between the Ukrainian jets and that armored convoy? You see surface-to-air missiles. They call them SAMs. Russia has their own fighter jets, undoubtedly a lot more than Ukraine has. Things aren't like the movies where just some guy gives an order and the jets take off from an aircraft carrier, and that's not how it works. Well, Jesse, we uh, why don't we're giving them these anti-armor rocket launchers, javelins? Don't worry about it. But we're giving them these rocket launchers. Why don't why don't they just go shoot at them? Where are they coming from? How far are they carrying these rocket launchers? You don't think there's any Russian security that's going to be put out on the flanks to slaughter anybody who goes walking through the fields up to with a rock? You see what I you see what I mean? Life is not like the movies. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It's uncomfortable and it sucks, but that's the reality of it. All right, that's enough of that. I may address that a little bit more later. I just I wanted everyone to I wanted everyone to understand and get a hard dose of reality of where we are. I mean, look, it's not the end of the world. Rear Admiral Buttigieg is on it. Could the president possibly consider authorizing the Keystone Pipeline, working something out with Iran? I mean, uh, look, the, the president has said that all options are on the table, but we also need to make sure that uh, uh, we're not galloping after permanent solutions to immediate short-term problems where uh, more strategic and tactical actions in the short term can make a difference. Okay, we're going to be buying oil from Iran? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. All right. We have a lot more for you. I am finally going to get to this sicko in New York who's attacking people, multi-time felon. Uh, apparently, he's going after Jews in particular. So, yeah, let's, let's talk about this real briefly. Not you, Chris. But first, let's talk about my pillow. Hey, I'm going to sleep well tonight. Are you? And here's the here's the truth. When I get when I get home tonight, I'm gonna go lay down on my my pillow pillow, on my my pillow mattress topper, and I'm gonna pull the Giza dream sheets over me, and I'm just gonna be engulfed in comfort. Are you? And remember, this is an American company, a company that has fought for the things we care about a lot. They have Giza dream sheets sixty percent off right now, six zero. You can get them as low as $39.99. You have to go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code JESSE. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And, oh, gosh, I love this show. All right, let's 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 talk about Poop Smear Guy. Just briefly, I'm, it's not going to be gross. Don't worry, don't worry. It's not going to be gross. Look, we can either, you have two options right now. You can talk to me about Poop Smear Guy, or we can hear from the Commander-in-Chief. Vladimir Putin was counting on being able to <clears throat> split up the United States. Look. <laughs> How would you feel? <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. He just he just has these long. See, like I said, I think we all want to go with Poop Smear Guy. And the story is this. His name is Frank Abrakwa. And he, I'm not going to share the details of 
where the poop went, but he smeared it on somebody, which is obviously about as horrific as you can possibly get. But that's not really the story. The story is, one, he said, come here, you beeping Jew, I'm going to kill you. And he is a career criminal. Career criminal. And he's out on bail. Listen, I told you it was going to be a night for hard truths. We're going to get to emails and we're going to have fun and stuff like that, but I told you it was going to be a night for hard truths. I think it is time to accept you need to get out of the city. Look, I know you love living in the city. City people love living in the city, and I'll be honest with you. I love cities. I'm, I'm not one of these guys. I grew up in Montana. I was born in Ohio, grew up in Montana, but I'm not one of these anti-city guys. Ah, city sucks. Man, I love cities. I love rural. I love the woods. I love the mountains. Screw the desert, but other than that, I love basically everything. I love it all. I like the loud noises and the, and the lights, and I like that there's always something to do, and there's always a new place to eat, and I love it. But we're getting to a point now where you have to accept the city is not a place where you and your family can be protected. The city is now a place where the people who are in charge are actively trying to put violent criminals right next to you at all times. And this isn't unique to the subway. You see this stuff all the time happening on sidewalks. I mean, the, the murder rates in America's cities are staggering. The arson, the robbery, the rape, the, it's awful. The car theft numbers are unbelievable. It's time to get out of the cities. All right, I'm going to leave it at that. I believe we did actually fix the energy secretary sound. I didn't want it fixed. I thought the death metal halfway through was actually impressive. But apparently we fixed it. Here it is again. But the bottom line is that this president and this administration are looking at every single tool to shield American families from the impact of rising energy prices. And we're working through we're working through an energy transition and we've got to start by adding energy. And the reality is we have to take some time to get off of oil and gas. We recognize this. This is a transition, a transition. We have to get off of oil and gas. Why do we have to get off of oil and gas? That's question one. Question two, as Americans are getting murdered at the pump, I don't know if you know this, but today in San Francisco, people are paying $5 per gallon. $5 per gallon. Are the people who lead this country actually upset about gas prices? Or are they pretending to be upset about gas prices for poll number reasons? Oh, I think we know. Oh, we know. I mean, look, listen, does this person, does Grandma Vodka care about gas prices? It's been a push by some Democrats to ban the import of Russian oil. And mm-hmm. I believe that Senators Manchin and Murkowski are going to uh, put forth a bill on that today. Where do you stand? I'm, a, I'm all for that. Ban it. Ban the oil. Ban the oil coming from Russia. Yep. She's all for it. Of course. I mean, Nancy Pelosi's worth. $150 million, I think roughly. I think that's pretty close, Chris, worth $150 million. Uh, Nancy Pelosi hasn't driven herself, nor is her blood alcohol level allow her to do so, but she hasn't driven herself in ages. Just bought a gigantic mansion, of course, in Florida, you know, one of those evil non-lockdown states. But she thinks you should pay 6 $7 a gallon. Of course she does. Of course she does. All right, let's move on here. You know what? 
I can't move on without playing this one little cut of, uh, you know what? I just brought up poop smear guy. Here's the NBC report from New York about him. The man accused of smearing human feces on an unsuspecting subway rider is back on the streets tonight following his second arrest in two days. He's charged with harassment and menacing in last month's vile attack and with a hate crime back in September when police say he spit in a Jewish man's face. It's video that horrified just about every subway rider who's seen it. A woman attacked by a man who smeared feces in her face. Tonight, we've learned the man arrested for this crime, 37-year-old Frank Abraqua, was re-arrested for another attack, a hate crime. And once again, he appeared before a judge who released him tonight. It felt good. I feel like I got to walk around and see what's good, ask people, are they okay, and let them know, like, if you need help, I'm here. Strap hangers at the East 241st Street subway stop where the woman was attacked were shocked to learn he's back on the street. Abraqua has been accused of multiple crimes. On January 7th, third-degree assault and harassment. On February 5th, third-degree assault and aggravated harassment. That's in addition to the reckless endangerment and menacing charges he's facing for smearing the feces on February 21st, and then aggravated harassment as a hate crime for spitting at the man back in September. Despite all of those crimes, it wasn't enough to allow the judge to keep him in custody. I don't know about you, Chris. I think he's going to turn things around. I think that, no, I think this is the time. Look, this is the time where he's going to get his act together. He's certainly not going to hurt anybody else. He's, I hope he's not going to poop on anyone else. That would be, look, look, Lord willing, Lord willing, I, but time to get out of the cities. All right. All right. That's enough. You know what? That's too much ugliness. Too much for a Thursday. We need a break. Ay, 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 ay. I am the Frito Bandido. Yay! I like Frito's corn chips. I love them, I do. I want Frito's corn chips. I'll get them from you. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Frito's corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. Munch, munch. Oh, I am so inspired now, Chris. I am so I can't wait till next Cinco de Mayo, which I don't know if you've heard is on the 5th of Mayo, and I'll be getting an even bigger sombrero this year, and this is the year we're bringing the mariachi band in-house, Chris. Gosh, it's going to be sweet. All right, we're going to have a fun second hour. Hang on. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.